my friends. Welcome back to the Health, Wealth, and Happiness podcast. This is Natalie speaking. And this is Bailey. Uh, We're very excited for this episode, but before we get into it, just wanted to remind you that if you're not already a part of the email list, subscribe today. Uh, The best thing about it is with every episode that we release, we also have a journal prompt to go along with it. And so every Monday when we release those episodes, you're going to get that journal prompt in your email as well. And we work with the guests to create this really special journal prompts for you. And it's really fun. So you should join. Yeah. And we may sound like broken records at this point, but we wouldn't promote something unless we really wanted you believed in it and wanted you to do it. Um, So with those journal prompts, as always, we created a hand stamped journal for you to answer these journal prompts, Uh, a physical sacred spot for you and yourself and your eyes only. Um, They're super sustainable. When I say that, I mean 100% recycled. And yeah, they're just super cute. They have our logo on it and uh, live your best life on the front. So if you're interested in purchasing those, we will have a link in the show notes as always. And they're on Big Cartel. So look for that link. Yes, they are amazing. Natalie and I worked very hard on them and invest in yourself, get a journal. This episode was really, really fun. It was with a dear old friend, um, not that old, she's our age, but (laughs) we met back in college, I think playing uh, intramural soccer together, uh, which is very random, but became very fast friends. So I want to introduce to you my dear friend, Hannah Murphy. So Hannah is a massage therapist and a jewelry artist living and working on Hawaii's big islands. Hannah's on a journey to raise the vibration of the collective through bodywork and positive frequencies. Growing up, she knew in her soul that she wanted to study marine biology to work with dolphins. She dedicated her entire life to the animals, traveling all over the world for work and transitioning into veganism because of her compassion for living beings. And after moving to Hawaii, Hannah realized that she wasn't happy and decided to change her entire career and lifestyle. Changing her mindset to happiness healed Hannah and is allowing her to now bring light to others. And without further ado, here's our conversation. We get right into it with Hannah Murphy. Enjoy. So breath work I found here uh, through this lady named Pam, and she's really awesome. And I wanted to get into it because I like to free dive as well. And I thought that the breath work would definitely help with my breathing um, whenever I am diving in the water. And for those of you who don't know what free diving is, my grandma never understands it. So I will explain it. You wear a weight belt around your waist. I wear... um, I'm up to four pounds. It does not sound like a lot, but, um, it actually is. I started with two and then when I up to four pounds, it was actually a ton of weight and you go down a lot faster. You don't have any air. So it's literally all you, um, focusing on your breath and holding your breath. And then I have really, really long fins, probably like as long as almost as long as my legs. And that's what helps me propel down into the water. And you hold your breath for a certain time to get down to a certain depth that you want to go. I think the most I've done has been around 60. And it's definitely a lot of mind and just focusing on your breath. So I started doing breath work um, a while ago. And what we do in those classes is we different breath holds. And, um, we do like counts of even just four or five or even three, and you hold your breath in, uh, for three counts and then let it out for three counts. And you do that, um, for so many minutes and believe it or not, even after just doing it for two minutes, you get, um, a little natural high, which is like my favorite part, but, um, anyone can do it. I recommend it. It's great, uh, for people that have anxiety, um, and that can actually really calm you down. It puts you into your parasympathetic nervous system, which is actually your relaxing nervous system. So it literally just puts you into 
a really mellow and relaxed state. And that's what I do during my breathwork classes. And for this one, um, we're doing elevation training. So I wear like a little thing on my finger and it tells me how like much my heart rate goes up and, and whatnot. And, and then we start running around the room, <laughs> holding our breath. But you yeah. run around the room when you hold your breath? Yeah, to see um, how many counts you can get and how much your blood pressure goes up and everything like that. Interesting. I've never heard like an active version of breath holds, but I guess that kind of ties into the free diving because you're also doing movement there. Yeah, I was just going to say it really helped with people who are athletes. So the free diving, that helps with the free diving and Um, you know, people who are runners and have to kind of do patterns with their breath uh, whenever they're running. Uh, But it's really great for free diving uh, because you are exerting yourself and your air is so much different when you're in the water than worse on the land. And you also have to think about the amount of pressure that's coming onto your lungs whenever you're diving so deep down. So the elevation breath training actually really helps with, with that. So that's why I got into it. And it just feels really good. It puts you into a whole different state of mind and body. Why do you prefer free diving over scuba diving with like a tank or something like that? I love scuba diving and I actually got certified in school. That was one of the courses I took and I loved it, but I like the concept of being free. And with the scuba diving, you have the huge tank on and you have the regulator in and just like all these different cords all around you whereas free diving it's literally you and the water and there's nothing like holding you back and it just super freeing that's how what I say is anytime I'm in the water you just feel so free and um, very peaceful being around everything and I also like it because it's cheaper <laughs> practical <laughs> very expensive. And, um, I invested in my fins, but other than that, um, it's just your fins and a mask and the belt and the belt and fins should last you a long time. But for me with my mask, I have to get, I've had to get a couple different like tubes because I chew on them and then I break them. But other than that, you probably, (laughs) (laughs) and can you go as far down as scuba diving if you're free diving or like you have to build it up, like you were saying? Yeah, you definitely have to build it up over time. And if I haven't been in the water for a long time and I go down on a dive, it's usually not as good. Like I haven't been in the water for a while, um, but I was going pretty much almost almost every day. And um, I, I was going down, I've been down where scuba divers go because they go in caves. And I also go in those caves whenever I free dive too. So mm. I can beat them, but when they go super far down, I don't go that far. Yeah. Uh, I love, I've only been snorkeling, so not as cool, but something about being in the water and swimming along there, it was in Thailand, there was a shark and I was scuba Mm -hmm. diving and it just came next to me and something about a shark that you're taught to be scared of, but you're swimming right next to it. And it's so calm. Something about that was so beautiful. And I guess yeah. it's like similar, like why you love diving. It's just something about it. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I just, that the water, well, salt water is naturally healing. So you get in, you get in the ocean and you're literally just in that healing state of mind. And Um, once again, it's just so peaceful. You go and, you know, even when you're snorkeling, you can go underneath the water just a little bit and you see all the different life, but it's so quiet and it's just so, so nice. It's like nothing can matter besides what you're doing right then. And being next to a shark is definitely one of the most humbling experiences. Yeah. That well said it's humbling. That's (laughs) straight to the point. Uh, have you ever watched the documentary, uh, my octopus teacher or something like that. Oh my God. Or me about it because they said that I should watch it. And I've already, I've already seen like five octopus and I dived down there and tried to get them to go over my arm. And one of them like inked at me. So I got really scared. <laughs> like, uh, but no, I heard it's really incredible. I mean, octopus are really smart. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. My cousin Rosa, who lives in Hawaii as well, she watched the documentary and just fell in love with it. She loves diving, doing all that stuff like you. Um, you guys are very similar. Uh, do you dive for work or is this just a free time thing that you do? Free time. Free time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used, I worked on a boat for a little bit. I worked on a night boat and I did manta ray dives. So the manta rays are extremely huge. They look like stingrays, but they're very, very huge. Um, they can be more than your arm's length and they're the most so gentle, beautiful, gentle giants. And I'd worked on a boat at night with them and I've had like at least 20 mantas like all over me. Best experience I've had with the manta was I was diving like 7 a.m. and I was going through a like a little coral arch. So just imagine a huge hole in a wall with coral around it and you go through a hole and I was going through that and out of the corner of my eye I see something big and I was like oh shit it's a huge shark and I turn around and it's this beautiful female manta and we swam for like 30 minutes down the coastline together it was pure magic oh that sounds like it something that I would love to talk to you about on the podcast like you've obviously, you were born as like a water baby, even though you're an air sign, but whatever. But mm-hmm. you you always kind of knew what you wanted to do. And you had this like passion for dolphins and the water and the tropics. And you just had this like very clear path from day one. And you, you were so on that path. And then you got there and you realized that that's not necessarily what you wanted to do. And you had to make this huge career pivot. And I would love to talk to you about that process because I know a lot of people are going through similar things right now. So do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I would love to. So as you just said, Bales, my whole life, I knew I wanted to be in the water, work with animals, and I got to do a lot of that. And I was with them with animals for five years. And I got to live in Florida and Long Island and Bermuda and then back in the Keys. And then, then the dolphins brought me to Hawaii and it was a lot of work to get to where I wanted to go. I did a lot of, um, free labor, which is always fun. And, uh, went through college in order to work with the animals. And it was definitely some of the best years of my life, extremely hard, uh, but well worth it. And I got to Hawaii. I did about um, a year, year and a half with the dolphins. And a couple months in, I, I realized that it's not the, it was not the environment that I wanted to be in. And it was heartbreaking for me because literally my goal was to be a dolphin trainer in Hawaii and I made it. And I was like, well, shit, this is not what I want. It doesn't make me happy. It doesn't fulfill me. I'm in an environment that's negative in a way. It's not very fun. It's very competitive. And I'm like, that's all stuff. That's not me. I'm super fun. And I love being around conscious people and fun people and happiness. And I wasn't any of that at that point. And my first year in Hawaii was definitely hard. Um, I mean, I moved out here knowing no one. Um, My job, my dream job was literally like crushed me. And I was like, well, what else do I want to do with my life? And I live on the big island. And the big island is so different from what you would think of normal Hawaii. And it's such a weird island, but it is the coolest place in my opinion. But I am biased because I live here. Um, And this island is known as the healing island. And it is also um, all the islands are representations of our chakras and the root island or the big island is actually the root chakra. So it's a very grounding island. And throughout my first year at my job, um, I started doing a lot of self-work and going through definitely a lot of emotions with myself and trying to figure out what I want. And massage therapy just kind of kept coming up into my head. And I just wanted to start doing more healing work. And I thought about it for months and months and months. And then I finally started research on it. And then I found a school that I wanted to go to. And if anyone wants to go to massage school in Hawaii, I recommend Aloha Massage Academy. It's the best 
best thing I've ever done in my life. Um, so I went and I talked to um, the owner and the, the teacher and we just hit it off right away. And um, I told them like, this is so scary. Like this is, I'm leaving a career that, you know, I thought I wanted my whole life and I'm terrified and I didn't want to fail. You know, I knew nothing about body work. I never even had a massage before. I would massage other people, but I never had one. Um, and that actually didn't even like being touched, to be honest. So it's weird that I wanted to touch other people. Um, and I talked to them and that day I was like, well, I think I'm going to do it. And I enrolled that day. And then the next day I went to my work and I was like, Hey, starting in September, I'm, I'm going to leave. Like, it's really scary, but I knew in my heart that it was so right. Like my intuition was saying like, yes, like this is it. I, I don't know. I can't even explain it the feeling that I had towards this field that I've never known anything about, but I knew it was right for me. And I trusted my intuition and I went into it. I mean, I definitely had fear, but I was like, you know, every decision that you make is the right move. So for anyone out there who does want to change careers, just do it because if you don't, you'll never know. And I will never regret my decision ever. Um, it's helped me so much personally, and I've helped countless people, and it makes my heart feel so good. And I recently uh, just told my recent job that I'm going to start cutting back, and I already have like two or three interviews for um, massaging other places and starting my own business. So don't ever be afraid and just do it. <laughs> do it <laughs> I love it that's amazing um congrats on having interviews other places but my question for you is was there something I know you said massage therapy just seemed right it was you wanted to do healing work of some sort and that was the one that felt right for you but was there something that triggered massage into your head or was it it just was always in the back of your head what made you choose that um part of heal healing work that's a good question um honestly I wish that I could kind of remember like when it it hit me but in Hawaii as as you know and Rosa I know is on the same path as me um massage is just super big here it's like massage and yoga I feel like people come here to learn those healing modalities I knew no one in massage school I knew none of my friends were into it here um but when I was younger, I would always give like my sister, my mom, like little massages. I would like brush my aunt's hair all the time. And like my mom's one family friend, uh, I grew up with them. And the one, the man, his name was Gustavo. And he, they're like very spiritual, religious people. And they would always tell me, they're like, you're special. You're going to do something like so special and help people. And I find that I can do that with touch um, and just being really connected with people. And I love being very personable. And even though I worked with animals, I also worked really closely with people. And so um, as a therapist, you also get really close with those people and just really personable. And everyone that I've ever met has always just told me that I have like this kind of light and I help them feel good and um, I have like tons of people, like a lot of my friends will call me and, um, they're like in a whole disarray. And then we talk and they're like, I feel so much better and lighter. And for me, I just want to spread like love and light. And that's really like my mission. And I feel like I can do that through body work, but yeah, really, I don't think there was a really big moment, but like I said, I just kept thinking and thinking about massage and, I've heard, I don't know where I heard it from, but if you think about something more than three times and you have to act on it. Oh, I, I like that. Uh, I've never heard that before, but I can definitely agree with that. And I, I obviously see that light in you anytime I talk to you or anything that you do. I mean, you carry this huge ray of light in you. Like you are literally a ray of sunshine. Thanks, Bales. Following the Dharma. 
Following the Dharma. Do you want to talk about that too? That's been uh, such a relevant topic recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did tell Bailey, but I'm reading a book, which you should put it in the show notes because it's so good. Um, it's by Sahara Rose and she also has a podcast, but she's also an author and she talks about Dharma, which is our soul's purpose. And the more and more I'm reading this book, it's literally just like, you know, you guys doing your podcast. It's just like, if you want to do something that fills you with so much joy and you know that it's going to raise the collective to a higher consciousness and like just do it just like the same thing I said you know if you want to leave that job that you hate and you're not happy at and you know that you're like good at you know making gift cards I don't even know or not gift cards but like cards like just do it just do it if that's like what fills you and you're good at it and want to do it then just do it and that's what the dharma is and um you know I work at a cafe and I love it, but I, like I said, I just told my boss that I'm going to scale back and I want to step more into my, my alignment with my, with my soul and really, uh, put out there what I can, uh, offer to the world essentially. Yeah. Um, I follow her from the podcast, Instagram, and I've been seeing all of her Dharma stuff coming up and I'm just like, I feel so good because this podcast, like I yes. said, just feels like that. It's that thing that fills me with joy. It's hard work, but it doesn't matter because it's happiness. So I love that. But I guess because not everyone is there. Not everyone really knows, like, what is my dharma? I don't even know where to start to find that. Do you have any tips of maybe something you've read or seems like you're on that path yourself? You found this dharma of yours. How does, where do you even start to find that? Um, I feel like it can even just be from, you know, even like a hobby that you like love so much. And if you think, if you can think of a way that you can make it work in your life, like another thing that I really like to do is make jewelry. Now that's not to me, that's not like my darn, like my dharmic purpose, but it's definitely a hobby that I can, uh, use to make to, you know, make some in- income and also like raise the raise the consciousness of the collective with my jewelry. You can definitely do that. But for people like who don't really know what it is, you know, you can always try to explore different things and get, I remember on one of your episodes, Natalie, you talked about for new year's resolutions, you were doing like one thing new every day or every week. I don't know what it was, but like, maybe you are starting something and you find that you really like it and you stick with it. And then maybe that can be something that you find that you can do later on in life. Um, or right now that, um, can be a whole shift for you, but I don't know. I'm not really the expert on it, but I would just say like, I don't know if you're not happy with what you're doing in your everyday life, like for work, which is what we do, you know, 40 hours a week, then they're, they're, obviously is so much other stuff out there. And I don't think that there's any need to stay in something that you don't like that doesn't resonate with you and you're unhappy. There's just life is full of so much beautiful wonderment and we should be exploring that. And even if we have to take out money um, or we might fail, but that's okay. At least you tried. I think it's all about trying and seeing because you just never know mm-hmm. what might what you might stumble upon yeah I agree with that just trying new things uh I think is a great place to start that's I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot about that I still technically do it it's funny because like you don't really <laughs> think about doing new things I'm just a very that's my personality I like to just do things and like if I see something I'm gonna try it doesn't mean I like it um but yeah, I think that's a great place to start for listeners. Uh, try something new. Could be something you would never think you would do. Paint. I Pottery is a huge thing right now. Uh, do some pottery. Uh, I think anything creative, find something creative that you can do uh, is a great place to start. That would be my two cents. I think that's definitely a good place to start because when you're being creative, it, it kind of channels a different energy. And when that starts to feel really good, it's like, it's that feeling like, you know, that feeling, cause you felt it at some point in your life. And once you feel that feeling, 
and you continue to do it and then you start to get good at it and then it like starts to snowball and then when you have that energy like that's when you're kind of on your path I think like that's when you really feel it and you get into it and then you're like oh this is it Mm -hmm. um and I feel like we've all kind of bounced around on that path for such a long time like especially the three of us being like very creative very adventurous people like we've kind of like we've been there and then we haven't and then we've been there and then we got scared and then we haven't now we're kind of getting back on like a, a more stable path of that and I feel like we're definitely on the right track right now which makes me really happy to see I love that you said that and that you guys both men- mentioned the uh creativeness uh it definitely puts you in that different frequency and um taking you out of like the, I don't know, the 3D world and going into the 5D world, which is just that, once again, that higher state of being and putting your creative energy out there. I just feel like you get so much back and it's good to be creative. It really is. It just lets your mind flow and go and mm-hmm. you end up creating a really, really amazing things. For sure. Yeah. And I, I think throughout life, we're also taught, like, you know, when you're a kid, you might do poetry for a creative writing class. And then as you get older, you just kind of forget about it and never do it again. And that's something um, recently I've been pushing. I bring up Adam so much in this podcast. He's a big part of my life. Um, Hannah, Adam is my boyfriend, if you don't know. Uh, But he, is really good at songwriting which is in his songs are kind of like poems when he he's like written me a couple and I'm like why don't you do this more often like do that creative thing and he's like I used to always be good at poetry and I'm like hello why'd you stop and it's like this fear gets into us all the outside perspectives and you don't think you're good enough and something also I've been really really pushing Um, my brother he's in philosophy and he, I don't know what philosopher or who he read that said this, but he told me one day that, you know, this idea that you have to be good at something to do it is so wrong. And it's like, if you, like, we're not, not everyone's a good singer. I'm not a good singer, but I like to do it. So I'm going to sing and take away that feeling like you have to be good at it to do it. And I know a few people that like, will sing and they'll record themselves. And I'm like, oh, it's not that good. But then I have to stop myself. I'm like, let them record themselves. It doesn't have to be good. Like that is all part of it, right? Like that is that's what we're trying to do. 100% right. Like who cares if you're good at it? And I, I think it's so important for all of us to connect back to our childlike self and to have that wonderment, to have that true fear, free spirit of not giving a shit what anyone thinks like who the fuck cares if you can't sing like who cares if like I mean right now I'm wearing knee highs that have taco dinosaurs on it and like probably a couple years ago I'd be so embarrassed by wearing them but like I just don't give a fuck and like they're fun they're like little kid socks like I don't care like and it's just the same thing like if you can't sing don't be ashamed just sing let it out right now I'm taking a pole dancing series and guys I suck at it but it's just fun it's like just moving your body in a different way and trying something new because maybe I would have been like so good at it but you know I'm I'm pretty fair at it but I don't care it's just fun like I get to dance around a pole and it's just like different um but yeah connecting back to our childlike self like in everyday life and just not caring what people think because in all reality no one does give a shit (laughs) that's so true and I think the older you get the more you kind of get into this identity and you think that you're just like this one person you're like oh I'm good at this I'm not good at this I do this as my job and then you kind of just get stuck in that times which is fine but um I also think part of that is seeing on social media, like you're seeing this heavily curated feed of really good dancers and really good singers and really good artists. And they're like, well, I can't do that. Like, I'm not that good. And it's just hard to get over that. Let's take a short break from the episode to chat about one of our partners, Natural Cycles. 
Natural Cycles is the first and only FDA-cleared birth control app. This is a great method for any woman looking for a natural and effective alternative to hormonal birth control. Plus, it's super convenient because it's right on your phone. Personally, I stopped taking hormonal birth control because I had little to no sex drive, and I wanted to take back control over my body. Natural Cycles has allowed me to effectively track when I am fertile to prevent pregnancy by using an algorithm based on my basal body temperature. First thing in the morning, I check my temperature with the thermometer Natural Cycles provides. Enter my temperature into the app, then I am given green and red days to let me know whether or not I am fertile. Having sex on your fertile days will increase your chances of conceiving. Natural Cycles is 98% effective when used perfectly, which means not having unprotected sex on red days. And it is 93% effective with typical use. So play at your own risk. (laughs) There is no one size fits all for birth control. So it's important to understand what works for you and what you are looking for. If you are interested in trying Natural Cycles for yourself, use the link in the show notes and code HWH at checkout to receive 20% off an annual subscription. Plus, you'll receive a free basal thermometer. I repeat, you will receive 20% off an annual subscription plus a free basal thermometer when you use code HWH at checkout. Lastly, I want to disclaim that users must be over the age of 18 and Natural Cycles does not protect against STIs. Only barrier methods such as condoms prevent against STIs. Alrighty, let's get back to the episode. So, okay, question to discuss for everyone because I go back and forth between how I feel about this. Creativity in general. Do you think you're more creative when you can kind of like silence your mind and get all the distractions out? Or do you feel like you're more creative when you're seeing a bunch of things? Like maybe you go on Pinterest and you see a bunch of like ideas and you're like talking to people and kind of like seeing a lot of inspiration. What do you feel like about that? Cause I go back and forth cause I have different times where I feel both ways. I feel the same way, Bales, but honestly, I think for me, um, I feel most inspired and creative whenever I'm around really creative people and we're talking and reviving. And then that's kind of whenever I feel like probably truly inspired. So like the cafe I work at, it's really awesome. There's a bunch of local art, um, all from, you know, jewelry to, you know, painting to, um, you know, clothes that people design. So just being around, like just even being in that area with a ton of different creativeness all around definitely inspires me. Um, and I love going on Pinterest. That's like, I don't really use social media that much like at all, but, uh, Pinterest is what I go on just to like, look at ideas. And that's what inspires me, especially through, my art because I like to paint a little bit and like I said I like to do jewelry and looking at that kind of stuff that's what sparks my fire Mm -hmm. I have to second that because uh I guess yeah there's points where I don't go on Pinterest and I find not just Pinterest in general but there's points where social media I kind of distance myself from it and I do find in those moments it helps mentally sometimes like mental health to step away from those things. But I will say my creativity during those periods where I'm not on it as much is kind of blah. And it's not, I get people push me. Like I see someone who's really creative doing some amazing artwork artwork or whatever they're doing. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Like it pushes me. It just makes me want to do that. Um, And then also I've noticed before this podcast during quarantine and not being around people and yet creative people in general, like I work with a lot of creatives um, and just like taking me out of that scenario. I mean, we all see it. Like people wear sweatpants all the time now, like clothes is a outlet of creativity for me. And now that I'm not around people, I don't just like, 
I don't feel the need to be that creative person anymore. And I miss it. I miss like playing with my outfits. And now at this point during quarantine and the pandemic, I'm like, okay, I need to just get dressed and I need to find that again because it, I used to love it. And now that I'm not around the people, I don't have that spark. I've kind of lost it and I miss it. So that's something I've just noticed because I'm not around creatives. I just don't have. So that's, that's my reasoning and why I think it helps to surround yourself with creativity and going on Pinterest and even like TikTok. I know it's so controversial. I hate talking about TikTok, but a lot of people think it's like you just copy someone and it kind of is. But when I was on TikTok, I'm not anymore because it just took up too much time. I don't have time to do dances and the whoa and post it. But when I was on it, it was fun to do something uncomfortable and that childlike self and then put your own little spin on it. And then I realized like watching my own videos, I would be, I wouldn't look like anyone else doing it because you dance your own way. Like no one looks the same. And there's some people that try to be other people when they dance. But, you know, when I would do it, I'd be like, oh, that's so cute. Like, I love it. And I would send it to like my boyfriend or whatever. And I don't know, I was proud of it. So yeah, just being on these platforms helps me personally. How do you feel, Bailey? I'm curious to hear what you, where you're at right now. Yeah, it's interesting because I definitely agree with what both of you said. And I feel the same way sometimes. And I think it also depends on the type of art you're creating, because a lot of the create activity for me is with writing or poetry or something like that. And that's a very personal, quiet, creative outlet. You know, like I, I really do like to silence my world, silence my mind before I dig into that. So maybe that's kind of why I feel like that a lot of the time, because that's one really big creative outlet for me. Um, and it just feels different. Like, it's not like I'm, I mean, sometimes I do get ideas. It, it's almost like I have a compilation of inspirational pieces in my head that I've seen from my outside world. And then once I'm able to shut that out for a bit, it's like, I still have those somewhere. And then once I can quiet my mind, I can kind of pull out what I need. And it, it just kind of comes to me. You know, when you have like a creative moment like that, like something just comes to you, like you'll be walking down the street and you're like, oh shit, this is a really good idea. Like I have to jump on it right now. And I like grab my phone out and I like write a line down in my phone or I like draw something out really quickly. And I always try to carry like a little uh, journal with me. Um, so mm -hmm. I can, but like, sometimes when you just catch a moment like that, I've found that it's normally when my head is super clear, I'm all alone, like walking through the woods, walking down the street. It's normally when I'm like walking or cleaning, like any type of moving meditation like that is when I get those instant creative sparks that feels very unique and special. And like something that I've never seen before. Does that make sense? Oh, a hundred percent. I was just going to say, I like how you mentioned, um, you feel different whenever you're working on different creative projects. Like for me, when I'm doing like my jewelry or painting, yes, it helps me whenever I'm looking at ideas from social media. But for me, like building my massage website and thinking about like different business plans and ideas. I love to, I was just going to say when I'm hiking um, or when I'm running and like in nature, that's whenever those ideas really flow through. Like when I have ideas of how I want my website to look, how I want my photos to look and how um, different things I want to offer in that, that, uh, that healing realm. Then for me, I like to be alone, usually actively meditating in nature. So yeah. I definitely think it depends on what you're creating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now that we're talking about this, you're sparking all these things and yeah, uh, in nature is a beautiful way to ground yourself and get inspired. I think everyone should just go outside in the woods and you'd be surprised what you can think of. But um, even so I'm not the most creative writer, so I won't go the writing route, but even in like a yoga practice, when I'm by myself, I get so creative in it. And I just like, move and that I guess in that situation I find yoga I think yoga is very creative if I'm at a studio I don't get as you know surrounded by other people I don't get as creative in my flow but when I'm by myself I love making it like a you know just a water flow and dancing and moving and um, making it very beautiful so yeah I love that point of different artworks require different different inspiration 
points. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Different pieces of inspiration. Nat, I like that you mentioned yoga too, because I haven't been doing yoga as often recently because I prefer being in a studio. And to be honest, I just can't motivate myself. So I'll start to do yoga and then I stop. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll do a little bit and like, it's fine. But anyway, when I get out of Shavasana, sometimes I'll like wake up and like shake it off. And I'm like, Oh, like, this is a great idea. Like I have the most inspiration right after you get out of that. And it's just those little downloads. Like, I don't know where they come from. Like, are they coming from outer space? Are you downloading them from a different dimension or are they just deep within my mind somewhere? I have no idea where these things are coming from, but it seems like those, that's kind of what I was trying to get at. Like it's those little gifts that are given to you from your soul or the universe that um, I find that I get more often when I'm like meditating and very quiet. I don't know. I'm going off now. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I definitely think after, especially after you're come out of Shabbat, it's like a whole new um, human. And the thoughts are just all flowing through. I know I always feel like I'm on a whole different level after I come out of of a yoga class and it does create so much in your mind that you can play with. I'm just going off now too, but I agree with you hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Yeah. Um, I hate that I do this sometimes because Shavasana will be so calm, but as soon as I'm done, I will, my iPad, I do yoga from my iPad, uh, cause there's an app on it, but as soon as the class is done, I come out of Shavasana and sometimes I'll just like go straight into like creating, um, Instagram posts for this podcast because yeah, it just like refreshes my brain. And then I'll just start like clickety clacketing and populate something. And if I'm doing yoga with Adam, he'll, I could tell he like probably is like, really, you couldn't have waited to do that. But I just, yeah, something just comes over me and I'm like, I gotta go. <laughs> and I'll be sitting yeah, exactly. I'll be sitting on my yoga mat still just typing on my iPad. So yeah, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's those little okay. moments. Um, it, it's interesting too, like right when you wake up, those are some really, those are just like really important moments. Like when you first wake up, it's, you're kind of in that like half awake, half dream state. And you want to be present for that. Like we, a lot of us wake up and we roll over and we just like pick up our phone and you kind of cut that part off, but you need that transition into your day, like to get reacquainted with having your eyes open and then being in your body again. And it's just those little like transition moments that are really important. Mm, yeah. I think it, cause you know, too, whenever Bailey, how you mentioned when you're in that like meditative state, Um, I mean, sleeping, you're basically in that state of just very, very deep trance of meditation (laughs) and you have all those really clear thoughts in the morning and you're like ready to rock and roll with it. I like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, This, this is mindfulness. Mindfulness Mm -hmm. is so important. Um, I'm, I kind of want to pivot because when Bailey told me that you, are no longer vegan. I was intrigued um, because I myself currently am eating more meat than I have in a while. I was never truly vegan, but I would love to hear if this is true. What made you change your mind? Uh, just go off. Yes, I'm no longer vegan. I never thought I'd say that. After I transitioned to veganism, I was like, I'm never going back, but uh, never say never. Justin Bieber, uh, very true. Um, I guess I really haven't been vegan since I lived in Hawaii, which is really weird because whenever you think Hawaii, I feel like you think like everyone and their mom is vegan here. Um, and veganism is definitely a lot more prevalent in Hawaii, but, um, I had my first piece of fish right before I moved out to Hawaii when I was still living in the Florida Keys and I had, um, Wahoo or here it's called Ono. Um, and it was fresh caught by someone who I was living with in the keys. And that was the first, my ate fish. And then I 
was like, okay, I'm only going to have it that one time. And then after I had that piece of fish, I was like, oh my God, it's so good. And I moved to Hawaii and the fish here is amazing. And every time I would like go out, I would eat poke, which is raw fish, which I never thought I would ever eat raw fish either. But it's po- the poke here is so good. Like you cannot go wrong with eating poke bowls, poke nachos, Bailey. We love the poke nachos. Um, God, but so good. <laughs> Oh, good. Um, and then whenever I was, whenever I first moved here and I was in my job, um, as I said, I wasn't very happy and I was actually eating a lot of processed, um, like dairy sweets, uh, cause that was like what was around my work and it was around, And I had like my first, I like, didn't really eat a lot of sugar either. Like, I mean, whenever we would cook in college, we would usually get like the better sugars for you. Like I, we didn't really eat a lot of processed stuff, but my first year here, I ate a lot of processed sweets, which is like, so unlike me. Um, and it had dairy in it. Um, but I still didn't eat any meat fish from time to time. And then Recently, I have like a, my body type is not skinny and I'm not like obese by any means, but I'm just like in the middle and I am like, I have a muscular figure, but I still have that like layer of fat on me that is like annoying, but it's there and it's fine. I've come to terms with it. And, um, I really wanted to change my body and, you know, I was essentially, you know, vegan, vegetarian, whatever you want to call it for um, eight years, I, I hadn't had like meat or eggs. And then for probably, I would say roughly like two, two and a half years, I was vegan, straight vegan for two years for sure. Um, and so I really haven't changed my diet too much. And, you know, I really want to transform my, my body in a different way. Um, I was like, well, what's the one thing I have never changed? And that was really, I really haven't changed my, my diet in so many years. And, um, the first thing I started eating was eggs and I actually love eggs. The cafe I work at, uh, we, it's an all organic cafe and we sell like the main thing we sell are like breakfast sandwiches. And, um, my boyfriend, the first time I ate eggs and I actually haven't eaten like a straight egg in about, um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I stopped. I like told myself I stopped liking eggs for a long time. I don't even think I ate them in college, but anyway, I had my first egg, my baby, my, my boyfriend made it for me. And I was like, well, this is so good. And so I started eating that type of protein and I found that my body really liked it and it was taking it really well. I thought I was going to be like super sick and all this stuff, but my body reacted really easy to it. Um, it helped me feel like a lot fuller than just being on like my, I'll just call myself. I was, I was just going to call myself a vegetarian, um, on my vegetarian diet. I felt super good. Like I said, not craving anything. And then I was like, okay, well, I feel pretty good on eggs. I was like, what if I try chicken? And I was super apprehensive to it um, because the whole reason why I stopped eating meat was actually for the ethical side of it first. So I believe everything from a rock on the ground to a human being um, should all be treated with compassion and respect. And so even just like eating the egg and the fish, I remember when I first ate that piece of fish in the Keys, like I was so torn up about it because um, I felt so guilty for eating another living being. And, um, I had to kind of just switch my mindset and just say, you know, like, this is for my body. I still respect it. I give so much love to it. Um, but I am going to use this for my body to hopefully empower myself. And then if I'm at my best, then I can help other people as well. Um, so I ate a piece of chicken and it was so good. (laughs) And, um, yeah, I've been eating chicken for probably a month now. And to be honest, I was like, oh, I'm probably going to only eat chicken like once or twice a week, but I actually eat it probably five times out of the week now. Um, 
I really like it. I didn't even feel sick when I first ate like my real piece of chicken. I didn't feel sick. My stomach took, it was so, it took it really easily. Um, I didn't have any like digestive issues. And now I feel so much more satisfied after I eat a meal. I feel uh, full of energy. I don't feel lethargic. Um, I feel like uh, my like my muscles are getting stronger and like having a little bit more muscle tone. Um, I don't overeat anymore. I just honestly feel super satisfied. And another reason why I went vegan and vegetarian was for the environment because of all the environmental impacts that you have when you eat meat. So I would like to try to find some better sourced meat and eggs. Um, the fish I feel pretty good about. I get it from a lot of local local fishermen who like I know here. Um, but as for like the chicken and eggs, um, I get the eggs sometimes from a local farm. They come in and they give me eggs at the cafe. But my chicken, I'm right now I'm just eating like organic free range. Uh, what, what I find at the grocery store, but eventually I definitely want to transition into finding some better sourced food, but ultimately I feel really good. It's a complete 360 change for me. <laughs> it really is. Cause you, I mean, I just, you're vegan in my head, you know, not to like put that label on you. I'm not trying to, but it just, I remember when we went to Florida, we had to get the vegan pizza. <laughs> like we, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, I was just going to say, like, it was definitely really hard to switch out of that label. And I hate how we put a label on ourselves for like everything. And literally me not being a vegan anymore. At first, I was like, that's part of my identity. Like, people know me as like the hippie vegan, whatever that means, because I have, I have no idea. Um, and now the fact that like, I eat, I don't eat dairy still. Uh, that doesn't make me feel good. So I choose to not eat that. Um, but the fact that now I eat like chicken and eggs, I'm like, who am I? But now, like, after I've done it, at least for like a, a whole month, I'm like, it's okay. Like, it's okay to not have that label. I feel probably better than I have in a long time. And um, I have like the best relationship I've ever had with food. Um and since I was like 13. So, um, it's a huge transition and I don't care about the label anymore. Um, I'm happy that I went vegan and I'm happy that I know all the different, um, you know, reasons behind it and a lot of different facts. And I still like vegan food. Like I will still eat, you know, vegan treats and all that, but, um, I actually feel pretty good on it. And I know that every body is different. Um, so maybe people who are thinking about transitioning out of veganism, um, you might take to it differently, but I would never say have a closed mind on it because you just never know. Mm -hmm. right. yeah. yeah. I mean, like you said, you're glad you went vegan because you probably wouldn't have figured out what works for your body. You know, you truly know both sides of it now and your body is taking to this so well, still not having that dairy and everything, but you figured out, okay, I can have this little bit of meat. Um, and my body actually needs that. It was probably nutrients that you were craving and didn't even realize. Um, we're kind of in similar boats. Like I, chicken is my number one thing. I don't, I just, I love <laughs> chicken. It's not always the healthiest, but if you make it healthy, it can, but I'm like a chicken wing kind of person. Like, I don't know, chicken nuggets. It's not the greatest, but <laughs> the one thing I want to stress, because this is what I preach. Uh, I don't, okay. I don't preach, but the one thing I stress when you do choose a protein source is the organic and from the source. Like that is mm -hmm. like very important to me for those environmental reasons. That's why I, well, I went vegan way in college that was forever ago, but it was for environmental reasons and my body. I just was like, oh, I want to transform my body. And <laughs> not that I needed to, but it was just like, uh, whatever. It was an, it was an unhealthy place, um, to be honest. Um, but 
that is something organic and from the source is like very important uh, to keep sustainable, but also honoring what your body needs. So yeah, I feel that. Listen yeah. to your body. And, you know, if you want to eat all the vegetables, that's great. And if you want to eat meat, just do it. <laughs> but I do agree. Find it from a really good source. Um, Cause you also don't want to be eating meat with a ton of shit in it, like a ton of hormones and chemicals. Like that's what you don't want. Um, so I do think it's really important to find a good source. And um, I didn't, I never grew up in a family of hunters, but if I did like, you know, that's the meat that we should be eating. Bailey, I know your dad hunts like that is great ethically sourced meat. And I believe that hunters are the best environmentalists because they're the ones who really know the woods, who really know the animals behaviors. Like those are true environmentalists and their meat is by far the best. Same with the fishermen here. Like they know the fish, the back of their hand, like they know the ocean, like they are true, true, um, environmentalists who are extremely ethical and their meat tastes amazing like the fish that i've had here from the fishermen so good so so good i i love that point though talking about hunters and that's kind of what i've always talked about because i'm still a vegetarian mm-hmm. but i mean to go on a different tangent that i'll bring back i you were the reason that i went vegetarian slash vegan for a little bit and then back to vegetarian whatever I, I bounce back and forth i don't need the label but i mean to the extent like we identified to that label to the extent that we both got tattoos like we have matching tattoos that say veg out like that was us and um you kind of you started that with me i mean we were <laughs> we were the head of the the vegan cooking club in college and we had a tv show about it so anyway i mean you brought me to that. And then you hear uh, you talking about going back to eating meat is kind of inspiring me to do that again. But I love the fact that you brought up hunters because I've always said that if I do start to eat meat again, it would probably be something that my dad or someone I, that I knew hunted because when you're foraging or you're hunting, like, you know, the ins and outs of the woods, like that's the most respectful, full experience that you can get if you're going into the woods and getting it yourself and using every piece of it. And it's just such a beautiful experience. And, um, I, I really love that. So a question for you when you, I mean, obviously with the vegan community, it's kind of, it it can be known as an intense community. There's a lot of like jokes around it. And I think there's a little bit less of a stigma around vegans now, but because it's such a a group of passionate people, I think that's where the judgments come in sometimes. But when you transitioned out of veganism, did anyone say anything bad to you or did you feel like you were judged? Honestly, I've never had like close friends you were probably the closest like to friend I had to a vegan um no one else was ever like in my close circle of friends a true vegan like I was for a little bit um and then it's funny the cafe that I work at yeah we're an all organic cafe but we actually have a lot of um a lot of vegan options and no one that I work with is a vegan (laughs) um So like whenever, I mean, I wasn't like announcement, my work, I am not eating meat anymore, or I'm now eating meat. Um, They just like, you know, saw me eating eggs and whatnot. And they were like, that's awesome, dude. Like, as long as you feel good, like that's, that's all that matters. So I haven't come into contact with like any true vegans. There are people who come to my work and who are like diehard vegans and they're like super, I'm super into it, which is great. Um, but I, I personally haven't come into contact with anyone who like gave me any scrutiny of transitioning out of veganism. And if they ever would, I would just say like, you know, you do what you want and I'm going to do what I want. And we should all live in that happy world. And it does. I know that Bailey, we've talked about it. It it's always a little bit frustrating how vegans got such a bad rep because I think that there are some people who are very passionate about it, which is great. And I love that. But I think with anything in the world, you know, everyone is so different and it's okay that 
you know, we all have different opinions and I just, um, for the vegan community, because it is, it is great. And it's very, it's a veganism, you know, comes from a, a great place of, of love and compassion. But unfortunately, some of the people who are vegan don't, don't really, um, don't really express that. And instead they're very hard on it and they scrutinize people who do choose to eat meat. But I mean, if we all ate plants and there would be like nothing left. So I don't know. Whenever I do come in contact with someone who is a little bit more adverse at, at, to it, I would just say to them, like, you know, this is what my body wants and I'm good with that for right now. And that's, that's all there is to it. I would never put up an argument with it or anything like that. It's not worth it. Definitely. And it's with veganism or without veganism, it's like whatever makes your body feel the best it is. And you know, it could look different at different points of your life. Like maybe Uh, chicken was chicken and eggs weren't sitting with you 10 years ago and now they are. And that's great. Your body's change, you know, like we shed, we shed our skin and we grow new taste buds and we're literally different people five, 10 years down the line. So a hundred percent. No, who knows? Maybe I will go back to veganism, but as of now, like this is what my body wants and it obviously needs it, uh, for whatever reason. And I just think it's super important for all of us to be very into our bodies and just to listen to it and to give it what it needs. As long as you're treating your body, um, in a healthy way and respecting yourself and, um, being kind, then, you know, give it, give it, give it what it needs and you are thrive. Mind body connection. Uh, yes. and also don't be advert. Don't yeah, Is that the correct term? Don't be advert to change. I think when people, mm-hmm. you know, give someone a hard time for, Oh, you were vegan and now you're not. And then, you know, what's wrong with that? Why can't we change? Why can't we be flexible? That's so important. And everything. And even, um, by this time, our first episode will be aired, but Kavena was like saying how to get in touch with your psychic abilities. You need that flexibility of your mind and playing those biases and, um, or getting rid of those biases. And it's just really healthy for people to just like, yeah, honor what everyone needs to do for their body and they can change and you can be one thing one day. And the next day you can be a completely different person. And, in all, I mean, we've talked about this in so many episodes, uh, the relationship relationships episode, you have to, you know, you're agreeing to be in a partnership with this person and they can change and what's wrong with that. So mm-hmm. I love all this and it's beautiful. And, um, life is about change. That's what I've learned so much this past year. <laughs> it really, I like how you bring that up. It's so important to be um, okay with change. And, um, whenever I was thinking about even just eating a piece of chicken, my boyfriend was like, you know, if you don't change, then you're, you know, you're never going to see, you know, the results that you want. And once again, you're never going to know, which is like what we said in the beginning of the episode, even with career change, like change is okay. And yes, it's super scary because it's the unknown, but you have to do it in order to grow and transform. And if you don't like it, you can always go back to what you know. And that's all there is to it. Yeah. If you don't change, you don't change. And Mm -hmm. we have, for all we know, we have one life, right? And my belief right now is we are a soul that chose to come into this human body to experience things. Like we came into this world to try all of these things. So why hold yourself to one thing forever? Try it out. If you have any sort of inkling that you might want to do something, go do it. You can always go back. You can always go back to what you were doing or go back to a different job or a different way of eating. Like we are meant to experience all of these things. And that's what shapes us. I mean, I, I, the metaphor that I use in my head for my life and for what I want to do is kind of a ping pong table. Like I like to bounce from extreme to extreme and then I land somewhere in the middle So if you don't try out both of those extremes, you'll never know where you lie on that spectrum to be able to decide where you want to be and where you want to go. So change is good. Experiences are good. Live it up. This is your one life. And I feel like we need to remind ourselves of that sometimes because day to day can get monotonous, but 
we're here to live life and to be happy and to channel all of that energy into our lives and into other people. Mm, yeah, I love that. I totally resonate with that. Mm-hmm. So with life, Hannah, we're coming to the end of the episode, I feel like. <laughs> How do you live your best life? It's mm, a great question. Um, I live my best life when I am staying true to myself and being my complete 100% authentic self, weirdness and all. Um, yeah. Simple to the point and very true. I love it. Uh, Hannah, I've been wanting to have you on this podcast since day one. I love you so much. I hope everyone listening to this can feel your energy and feel your light and look at your art too and get a massage from you eventually. So Mm. thank you so much for coming on the episode. I'm sending you all my love, even though you're so far away right now, but I hope one day soon we can all see each other in person again and share that energy. Yes, a hundred percent. Thank you so much, Bailey. And thank you so much, Natalie. I love your podcast. It is what I look forward to every week. I'm so excited for the next episode, but I think it's so amazing that you guys are putting this out there for the collective year and to raise that high vibration. This is what um, the world needs right now. And you guys are doing an amazing job at it. And I'm so proud of both of you.